The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii, Apostolic Faith Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour a blessing. Praise the Lord, everyone. I'm Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., and I would like to thank you for joining us today. We welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade telecast, being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV Channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC Channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV Channel 8 and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV Channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME Channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KOTR-TV Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY, Channel 9 in El Central California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 6, 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO, Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KCSG, Channel 8 of St. George, Utah, parts of Idaho, Wyoming, Nevada, and Arizona. From 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY-TV, Channel 20, Grand Junction, Colorado. And from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church is located at 1043 Middle Street, the headquarters of the Gospel of the Kingdom of God for the whole world, with a sign on the roof of the temple, Jesus Coming Soon, a landmark in Kalihi for over 90 years, and our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii, used exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and Ada B. Lockbaum on August the 4th, 1923, and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hahn Sr. in 1959, who continued the gospel work to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is, those of you in the hospitals and convalescent homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. We begin our telecast with our church choir under the direction of choir director Emilia Hahn. They will sing the song titled, I Want the World to Know, accompanied by Edith Matsuki on the piano and Pohaku Carter on the organ. 
For those who have found their salvation in Christ Jesus, we know what a true blessing it is to come to know the Lord and all His benefits. Please join in and sing along with our choir, following the words on your screen. The church band, led by yours truly, 
We'll play the first number for today entitled, He Touched Me. What a wonderful feeling it is when we give our hearts to Christ Jesus. Only the Lord can give us true peace of heart and mind when we allow Him to enter into our lives. Up next, Associate Pastor Trustee Evans Broad Sr. will sing the stirring edition of the song, Majesty. We can praise and thank the Lord for His great love and ultimate sacrifice Christ Jesus made on the cross for the salvation of our souls. Jesus rose from the dead and lives forevermore. Edwin is accompanied by yours truly on the piano, Mason Asano on the guitar, Associate Pastor Marvin Abing on the bass, and Iris Locke on the drums. Majesty, worship 
His majesty Unto Jesus Be all glory, power, and praise Majesty Kingdom authority flow from his throne, Jesus his own, his anthem raise. So exalt, lift up on high the name of Jesus. Magnify, come glorify Christ Jesus the King. Majesty, worship His majesty. Jesus who died, now glorified, King of all kings. Majesty, worship his majesty unto Jesus. Be all glory, power, and praise. Majesty, kingdom authority, flow from his throne unto his own, his anthem upon high the name of Jesus magnify come glorify Christ Jesus the King majesty Worship His Majesty, Jesus who died, now glorified, King of all For their final song, the church choir will sing Halfway with a featured solo by Tiari Summers. Surely, just as the Lord gave His all for us and provided a way of salvation for all mankind, we ought to give our all to the Lord, our whole heart, mind, and soul in serving Him.
And now we call upon a trombone ensemble of the church band to play a musical rendition of Love Lifted Me.
Coming up next will be the vocal group Saints in Harmony. With their blended voices, they will sing the song Let the Holy Ghost Come In, accompanied by Christy Hahn on the piano. This song is dedicated to Ms. Dion Carrillo, who is always ready and willing to put her shoulders to the gospel world. She participated in the church service by playing in the band and plays special instrumental numbers when called upon. Dion has been blessed with multiple talents that she willingly uses for the Lord's use. Dion, may the Lord pour forth his bountiful blessings upon you. Have a wonderful day. Would you be redeemed from every adversity? Have the Holy Spirit constantly within. Make the consecration, trust in God and then let the Holy Ghost come in. Trust in God and then let the Holy Ghost come in. Would you have the Spirit in your heart to cheer? Would you be relieved from every doubt and fear? Make the consecration. Trust in God and then let the Holy Ghost come in. Do you want the fire of God to fill your soul? Burn up all the dross and sanctify the whole. Make the consecration. Trust in God and then. Consecration, trust in God and then let the Holy Ghost come in. Let the Holy Ghost come in. Come in. Let the Holy Ghost come in. Come in. Make the consecration. Come in, come in. Let the Holy Ghost come in, come in. Make 
the consecration. Trust in God and then let the Holy Ghost come in. Hi, and praise the Lord, everyone. I'm trustee and associate pastor Edmund Sprout Sr. And I would like to repeat our television time stations and locations in the continental U.S. for our viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to visit or reside in California, that these telecasts can be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XTTV Channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSE Channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV Channel 8 and Comcast Channel 230 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station, KBVU-TV Channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station, KVME Channel 20 in Los Angeles and San Bernardino. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station, KOTR-TV Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station, KECY Channel 9 in El Centro, California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station, KLSR Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KCSG Channel 8 of St. George, Utah. Parts of Idaho, Wyoming, Nevada, and Arizona. From 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY-TV Channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado. And from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you would like to know more about our gospel work and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. And now concerning our schedule of gospel services here in our home state, Hawaii. Services are held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begins at 9 a.m. And prayer services are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. At our Kamaki Branch Church located at 1361 Palolo Avenue, gospel services are held on Sundays and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. The same schedule is observed by our neighbor Island Branch churches as services are also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Castanera Sr. in Kaunakakai, Moloka'i, by Pastor Kenneth M. Alvary in Lahaina, Maui, by Pastor Walter I. Tinloi in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard K. Wasano Sr. in Koloa, Kauai, by Pastor Hannibal Espera in Belogo, Pikawayan, and by Pastor Vesper Espera in President Rojas, Cotabato, Mindanao, Philippines. You are welcome to attend these services regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections, however, if you desire to voluntarily contribute to support these telecasts and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donations to the address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. And now I'd like to return our program back to Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., who will bring forth his spirit-directed and spirit-inspired sermon. Head Pastor Bill. Thank you, Edwin. It is my heartfelt desire, dear television viewers, that you all join me in the reading of God's Word as I present my sermon for today entitled, Blessed Are Your Eyes That See. And I pray that it will provide you with the strength and comfort you seek. We also pray that as a result of this Spirit-inspired sermon, you will allow Jesus Christ into your hearts and accept Him as your personal Savior, Master, and Lord this very day. Peace with God has been provided by Jesus Christ 
whose death and resurrection brought reconciliation between God and man. We preach and teach that the Lord Jesus Christ is God incarnate. We believe, as the Holy Scriptures point out, that Jesus Christ is the only image of the invisible God and express image of his person. He existed before the book of Genesis, and he lives on forever, well beyond the book of Revelation in the Bible. Therefore, as believers, we must always remember that the peace that we share with Jesus Christ means much more than just a specific point of time in our lives. For believers, it is the very foundation wherein we place our confidence to live victoriously in this sinful world, rising above every obstacle that may hinder us from worshiping Him in truth and righteousness. Having God's Holy Ghost within our hearts enables us to understand the truth of God's Word, when we then are empowered to strive for the furtherance of the gospel of the kingdom of God. With that said, we believe with full confidence and have come to know that the Lord Jesus Christ is real and He, on a daily basis, reveals Himself not only to every one of us, His believers who love Him, but those who await His soon coming return in clouds of glory. In Luke 10, 22-24, Jesus Christ encourages His disciples to appreciate the things that they have heard and seen. It reads, All things are delivered to me of my Father, and no man knoweth who the Son is but the Father, and who the Father is but the Son, and he to whom the Son will reveal him. And he turned unto the disciples and said privately, Blessed are the eyes which see the things that ye see. For I tell you that many prophets and kings have desired to see those things which ye see, and have not seen them, and to hear those things which ye hear, and have not heard them. Paul teaches us in 1 Timothy 3.16, And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up into glory. Mankind over time has placed a tremendous amount of effort to gain an understanding and an explanation of God. Man has attempted to conquer this area of the unknown through the sciences or through deductive reasoning. For an example, Long and hard-fought court battles continue till this very day in an attempt to distinguish whether man was created by God or whether man evolved, as indicated by thousands of years of changes. The issue here is what do we teach our children? Satan engages every effort that will give God the recognition and praise concerning creation. The assumption is the less people know about the Lord Jesus Christ and His creation, the more possibilities exist to deceive and confuse mankind. Within the realm of Christianity, many have the zeal of God, but fall short of the obtaining the full righteousness of Jesus Christ. They claim to be in His presence, but according to their works, they stand in the outer courts amongst the unbelievers. They claim to have an intimacy with Jesus Christ, but in their works, they are far from Him. They claim to have the knowledge of God, but in their works, they do not know the things that are necessary for the salvation of their own souls. James 2, 17 to 20 summarizes the principle of faith and works. Even so faith, if it hath not works, is dead being alone. Yea, a man may say, thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith, and without thy works, I will show thee my faith by my works. Thou believest that there is one God, thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. But wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? Dear television viewers, have you ever considered to whom God has chosen to reveal Himself? In God there is neither Jew nor Gentile, bond or free, male or female, race or culture. And in God there is no respect of persons. 
because he has concluded that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Isaiah 53, 1 asks this pertinent question. Who hath believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? In spite of the various sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary, mankind today still chooses to engage sin continually. Matthew 16, 13 to 18 highlights the willingness of Jesus Christ to reveal himself and his spiritual purpose and will unto mankind. When Jesus came to the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said unto them, But whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Peter was given the keys to the kingdom of God because he was able to identify the Lord Jesus Christ when asked the question, Whom say ye that I am? In this conversation, Jesus Christ asked his disciples, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? Not expecting such a question, they resorted to what they had heard during their travels with Jesus Christ. They responded by saying, Some say thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. Their answers reflected the unbelief that existed amongst the people of that time, indicating that he was not seen as being the Son of God, but simply one of the prophets. Though Jesus Christ was seen to be regarded as one of the prophets held in high esteem by the Jews, no one answered him saying that he was the Messiah. However, Jesus Christ did not let the matter in there because there was an intended purpose. He had never spoken to them about the church of God that was to be established. And it was important for them to know upon whom the foundation of the church would be built. Jesus Christ then surprised them when he proceeded with his second question. He asked, but whom say ye that I am? The disciples were now being asked for their personal opinion of Jesus Christ and his ministry. They remember what the world thought of Jesus Christ. But Jesus Christ himself was now speak, seeking their own thoughts and views concerning him. Having been in the presence of Jesus Christ for quite some time, they now were trying to recall all his teachings that they had heard over the days and months that had passed. But what would be ex the acceptable answer? Peter, rising to the occasion, immediately answered, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. There could have been no other acceptable spiritual answer. And Peter's response to the Lord Jesus Christ was most accurately represented. Likewise, today every man, woman, and child must acknowledge Jesus Christ as the only evidence, presence, existence, and manifestation of God. God is revealed to mankind in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, the question is, will you believe today that Jesus Christ is your Savior, Master, and Lord? Paul qualifies for our learning in Romans 10, 13 to 17. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him on whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. 
For Isaiah said, Lord, who hath believed our report? So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Jesus Christ, the Holy Ghost preacher, came into this world to seek and save that which was lost. He provided an escape for all mankind from sin and death through his redemptive blood that he shed on the cross of Calvary. And when Jesus Christ rose from the dead, he as a personified word of God who became alive, giving mankind evidence of eternal life through every man, woman, and child who will believe on his name. While in Jerusalem, a Pharisee approached Jesus Christ, inquiring of the kingdom of God. The Pharisee knew and heard of Jesus Christ, but had never personally spoken to him. His desire for righteousness moved him to approach Jesus Christ in the darkness of night. Questions on his heart needed answers, and what he had previously learned and practiced did not quench his thirst for fulfillment. His was a religious man named Nicodemus, who was a respected figure of that time. John 3, 1 to 5 describes the moment. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except the man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time to his mother's womb and be born? And in John 3, 5, it reads, Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. It is not by coincidence, dear television viewers, that you have joined in to watch this self-cast presentation. God's purpose and calling is for you to be comforted by His Word and for you to be saved by obeying His commandments for the salvation of your soul. Therefore, the question is, will you seize this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to obey God's holy word concerning the gospel good news that Jesus saves, Jesus heals, Jesus baptizes, the Holy Ghost in fire, and that Jesus is coming soon? Personal salvation is an individual matter. And what water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ is essential for the salvation of your soul to be complete. You may be speaking in tongues today just as it was with the members of the house of Cornelius upon hearing Peter preach the gospel. However, Peter instructed them to be baptized in the name of Jesus and they were obedient to the word of God. John 7, 37 to 38 clearly describes a great prophecy concerning God's Holy Spirit. In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture had said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. The speaking in tongues does not remove sin from our lives, but it is through baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. It is the blood of Jesus Christ that provides mankind remission of sins. The salvation of our soul is completed when we are born of water and of the Spirit, just as Jesus Christ explained to Nicodemus. Jesus Christ himself was baptized in the River Jordan and thereby set the pattern of good works that every man, woman, and child must follow. Try to visualize this concept. Jesus Christ was baptized for sin, yet he was sinless. He displayed himself to be penitent, but had nothing to repent of. He, as the Son of God, experienced tremendous pain and suffering for us at the hands of ignorant, unbelieving, and self-righteous men and women of that time. He could have called 10,000 of his angels to rescue him, but he did not. And instead, he suffered to pay the price. So every man, woman, and child might have everlasting life by following him. When Jesus Christ was baptized by immersion in the River Jordan, God's Holy Ghost in the form of a dove descended upon him. God's Holy Ghost, though not known at the time of Jesus' baptism, was the indication that God's Holy Spirit will occupy every temple or physical body that is cleansed and prepared for his indwelling. 
Peter describes it this way in 1 Peter 3, 21-22. The like figure whereunto even baptism doth also now save us, not the putting away of the flesh, the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God. But the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who is gone into heaven and is on the right hand of God, angels and authorities and powers being made subject unto him. Acts 2.38 documents baptism in the name of Jesus Christ that we must all accomplish. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Acts 4.12 also provides mankind this great confirmation for baptism by immersion in water in the name of Jesus Christ. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Jesus Christ ascended into heaven from the Mount of Olives, leaving his disciples to carry on the preaching of the gospel of the kingdom of God. And on the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Ghost was manifested with power and demonstration, it confirmed the experience that they witnessed at his ascension into heaven. Yes, we therefore believe that when Jesus Christ ascended into heaven, he spoke in tongues and blessed his disciples who had never heard the tongues before, even when accompanying Jesus Christ during his ministry upon this earth. Therefore, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, the 120 disciples who had gathered in the upper room in Jerusalem were filled with the Holy Ghost. And they too then spoke in tongues being filled with power from on high. It was a magnificent experience, and the sound that resounded from the windows of the upper room was heard by all those present in Jerusalem, and it was clearly heard in their native tongues, being confirmed as the wonderful works of God. Ezra chapter 3, verse 12 to 13, described a similar type of spiritual rejoicing at the laying of the temple foundations for the house of God at Jerusalem. But many of the priests and Levites and chief of the fathers who were ancient men that had seen the first house when the foundations of this house was laid before their eyes, wept with a loud voice, and many shouted aloud for joy so that the people could not discern the noise of the shout of joy from the noise of the weeping of the people. For the people shouted with a loud shout, and the noise was heard afar off. Yes, on the day of Pentecost, the Lord Jesus Christ gave them a day of Holy Ghost rejoicing, such that all Jerusalem heard it. The 120 had that same, same experience as their forefathers over the joy and confirmation of his promise to send the Comforter God's Holy Spirit upon them. Peter, guided by the Holy Spirit, worded God's redemptive plan of salvation beautifully in 1 Peter 1, 18 to 20. For as much as you know that you are not redeemed with corruptible things, as silver and gold from your vain conversation, received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. 
who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last signs for you. The conversation Jesus Christ shared with his disciples while at Caesarea Philippi is similar in nature to experience that every believer will experience. However, that same experience will be hidden from the eyes and ears of every unbeliever in the world today. Furthermore, Jesus Christ rejoiced in the Spirit because what God has revealed to babes, He has hid from those who are wise and prudent in their own eyes. Amos 8.11 confirms this for our learning and understanding. Behold, the days come, saith the Lord God, that I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread, nor thirstful water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. Believers must learn to appreciate what the Lord Jesus Christ has revealed unto us. We must not take these spiritual things for granted. The Lord Jesus Christ speaks to his people in dreams and visions through the power of the Holy Ghost and through the mouth of his prophets and servants and through the word of God. The spiritual gifts of God are manifested daily in our daily worship services and daily prayer services. Jesus Christ continually confirms his word with signs following and by performing every counsel given by his anointed servants of God. Indeed, we are truly blessed by the wonderful things of God performed within the body of Christ. Yes, Jesus Christ is right when he says prophets and kings have desired to see and hear what we receive from him as our Savior, Master, and Lord. 1 Corinthians 1, 26, 29 adds his thought saying, For ye see your calling, brethren, how many that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called, but God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, and God hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty, and base things of the world, and things which are despised hath God chosen, yea, and things which are not, to bring to naught things that are, that no flesh should glory in his presence. First Corinthians 2, 9-13 concludes today's sermon, but as it is written, I hath not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. But God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him? Even so the things of God knoweth no man, but the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God, which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Now, if you would like to know more about God's Word and the church and review these gospel presentations in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Until our next telecast, this is your host, Head Pastor Billy Hahn, Jr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hollow of his hands. 
In closing our program this morning, the church band will play for you the song entitled, Look to the Lamb of God.
The preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.